Friends, we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Without a waste of time, let us turn to the scriptures here. Amen. Okay, let's read Luke chapter 22. And then we'll read from verse 31. That's a Luke 22. From verse 31 to just 31 and 32. It reads in this manner, he found. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath a desire to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Simon, Simon, Pera, Usatan, Funile, Ukoba, Anifunge, Jungokolwin. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Kepamina, Kingusile, Uguba, Ukolawak, Ugunga Pale, when again, Ma Usupindugile, Ukrinese, Abafoin. As we pray, Sisakule, most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we approach the throne of mercy. Lord, we raise our hands and we are very much thankful for everything that we have ever done for us. We have read a portion of a scripture. We invite you to come and divinely reveal the mystery truths that are hidden behind this scripture. And Lord, as your prophet has taught time and time and again, whenever he took every spirit under his control, and today the bride is on the scene and can do exactly that. Amen. At this point in time, we take every spirit under our control, for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, just for a few minutes, uh, we just want to speak on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. How many believe that it is still important in the end time? If you remember, I think it was last week we read a quotation uh, where the prophet was speaking in Joshua. He was speaking in the message at at the junction time. We read it last week, that quotation. Where the prophet say, unless a man is filled with the Holy Ghost, he is open to all kinds of things. That means he is exposed or vulnerable. Uh, are we still together? 
so it is it is very critical to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the, the prophet, I think he was he he laboured on this point for quite some time. He spoke on what is the Holy Ghost and asked and went further to speak on what was the Holy Ghost given for? Amen. Because you you would only know what if you have you can know whether you have received it unless you know what it is. And you don't know you would not know how to conduct yourself or how should a person conduct themselves under the Holy Spirit right. if you don't know what it was given for yes. Amen just yes. this button over here okay Jeez, he's exposing me didn't expect that okay Amen that's right so you've got to know what it is and what it was given for. Amen. So we know the prophet spoke about this is known to you, uh, the stages uh, or the steps of redemption. Uh, so that the, the sanctification Amen. I think I mixed them up. Ne? Yeah, that's right. Just help me here. Yeah, just 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 move them around so because some people they normally see more than they hear. Amen. So it's not Mfundis mixed up things there. <laughs> yes. So there is a, a, a justification. Uh, which which the prophet would type it that you would pick up a dated lass. Wash it. And set it aside for service. But unless you fill it up with something, you washing it and putting it aside, it's of no use. So that means God found you uh, and and washed you with his blood and set you aside for his service. But it is not a complete process until he himself comes into you. Amen. And, 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 and the danger about uh, the journey that we are on, you can be justified and be justi- and sanctified but still be without the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You Amen. can be 
baptized, justified, sanctified, and be without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's why the Bible says, Judas obtained a part of the ministry. He was justified, sanctified, but when they went to receive the Holy Ghost, in the upper room, he was not there. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we'll, we'll come on to this. I'll leave that one for now. I mean, Jesus is says something very striking. He says to uh, Simon, which was Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath a desire to have you. Many of you this morning, the devil desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, Hallelujah. this is what spoken to a disciple of Jesus. My question would be Was Peter not baptized? He was baptized. Was was Peter following Jesus? Hallelujah. Was he fully surrendered to whatever Jesus was saying? Did he leave his old church? Did he leave his own sinful life? Do we agree that he was he had repented? Hallelujah. He had repented, but the message says to him, when thou art converted, because there is a difference between repentance and conversion. Hallelujah. You can be repented without being converted, but you can't be converted without being repented. I hope we are together. Amen. I uh, will continue, you will see this thing. Now, now he says, but uh, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, we want to check, what, what does conversion mean? You know, this thing of the Holy Ghost, uh, for a lack of a better way, I can say it has some technicalities in it. Because Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he stands, he preaches a sermon of repentance, and say, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, this promise is for you, and for your children, and for those that are far off. But what? Repent. Hallelujah. Now, but while he was speaking, in Acts chapter 10, if you can turn it with me, Acts 
While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which had the word. And they, and, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can any man can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Hallelujah. Isn't it striking that question? Because the, the, the normally you would expect that one should be baptized and thereafter will receive the Holy Ghost. But before they could be baptized, the Holy Ghost was on them. But to confirm that it was a genuine Holy Ghost, when they Wait, so they must repent and be baptized. Then they repented and were baptized. Because in verse 48 it says, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Hallelujah. Let me just read a quotation here. The Holy Ghost, this is question and answers. Paragraph 65. Paragraph 65. The Holy Ghost ought to be more important to you than everything else there is in the world. Your prestige your life, your job, your anything that there is, you should not cease until you have it. You must receive it. Hallelujah. Brother Bram says it is critical. And he ties it up with the rapture. Because he says only the Holy Ghost filled bride will go into the rapture. So that means it is very critical to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we'll find out what it is. Brother Brenham says one of the divine revealed truths of this age is the the mystery of the baptism of the Holy Ghost without sensation. 
And I think here you would take Eve and type Eve and contrast her with Mary. Uh, Eve, she had a sensation. But Mary never had a sensation. Uh, But with Mary, when the angel Gabriel spoke to Mary, Mary said, let it be according to your weight. And from that time, Mary, something of the Holy Ghost was formed in Mary. And Brother Bram says, that was the life of the Holy Ghost in Mary. But bear in mind, it was not, with, it was without a sensation. So even today, the baptism of the Holy Spirit it is without sensation. And, and what, what, is the, what is the evidence that you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We will come on to that one. Now, we have drawn a, a, a diagram here. I think it's a known diagram by now, which is the, the three rooms that make a human being. Hallelujah. And then these three rooms, uh, one it is the soul, and the spirit, and the body. Uh, I want to show you something here. What, what has caused an uproar amongst the Pentecostals? Is that when they see the operation of the Holy Ghost on the flesh, when the Holy Spirit operates on the flesh, it brings a physical healing. When it touches a leper, the leper gets healed. If it touches a lame person, they walk out of their wheelchair. And that's what they consider to be miracles. However, you must know it does not mean that when the Holy Ghost touches your body you are converted. It can touch your body but and still die and go to hell. Are you you here this morning? And when the Holy Ghost comes and touches your spirit maybe maybe you felt depressed and they began to sing songs and you get lifted up in the spirit. Uh, That's not it. It's a good feeling to have, but that is not the end state of it. Because you can feel good in church and still die and go to hell. Because it does not mean anything. The Holy Spirit just touched your spirit. This is where you will understand why the bride does not just get attracted to all kinds of things. Because why? Even if a man can come and pray for somebody that is that is sick, it does not mean that that man is right. Are you here this morning? A miracle is not a confirmation that a man is right. But the word is a confirmation. 
The greatest that you can receive from God is his way. Because the devil can perform miracles as well. The witch doctors can perform miracles. But only the word can be brought by the almighty God. That's why the Bible says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The origin of a believer is the word. The origin of a believer is not just a miracle, but it's higher than that. And in the end time, the devil is going to do signs and wonders. Things that are happening are hair-raising in the end time. But when the Holy Ghost is in a believer, it helps a believer to discern things. Because in the end time, without the Holy Ghost, you shall be deceived. Hallelujah. So when it touches your body, Hallelujah, it still things can go wrong. When it touches the spirit, things still can go wrong. But when the Holy Ghost comes to this spot, Hallelujah, when it comes to this spot, when God holds of you at this spot, He shall never let you go. If you are safe from this spot, Hallelujah, your salvation is eternal. Hallelujah, because this is the real you. Amen. We'll come to that. Amen. Now he says, in this message, the testimony of a true witness. when the testimony of a true witness. He says, a true, or maybe, I think I've just moved something. Yeah. Let's read a true sign that's overlooked. I see a true sign that is overlooked. Paragraph 202. Paragraph 202. He said, let me tell you something. I know this is on tape. Here it comes anyhow. I've never believed that the Holy Ghost was shaking. I've never believed that the evidence of the Holy Ghost was speaking in tongues. Or crying or shouting. Those are emotional sensations. I believe the Holy Ghost can do that. The Holy Ghost can speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost can shout in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit can dance in the Spirit. But that is not the evidence that you've got the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Ghost is, 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 is tabernacling deity. Are you, are you with me here? The, the Holy Ghost is tabernacling the deity. I believe a great bunch of people that claim to have the Holy Ghost don't know one thing about it. Because why? The Holy Ghost is 
tabernacling the deity. And when the deity comes into you, how will the deity make you behave? It will make you behave like the almighty God. Let's continue with that quotation in another message. In the message, the testimony of a true witness, the testimony of the true witness, paragraph 186, paragraph 186. It says, what church? That's the reason I can't take the baptism of the Holy Ghost of crying, shaking, or speaking in tongues. Them things are right. But the devil can impersonate that. He can speak in tongues. Hallelujah. He, he can sh- dance in the spirit. But there is one thing that the devil shall never impersonate. It's when the deity is tabernacle in a body. And and what is the deity tabernacling in the body? It's when God materializes himself in your body. And your life will tie up with the scriptures. So it's no longer an effort to live a Christian life. But it's an automatic thing. You do it unconsciously because that's who you are. Hallelujah. Those that have been learning how to drive this morning when you woke up, you really thought how long it will take. You even knew the robot where there is a little bit of a steep hill. Maybe when you approach the robot, you make sure that you slow down because you didn't want the car to come to a dead still because it might be difficult to take to take off. You're, you're, you're cautious when you drive. Hallelujah. When you change your gears, you are cautious. Because why? You are not competent. But if you know how to drive, you don't even remember how you got here. You don't even remember the gears that you change. You don't remember how many stops you stop. Because it happened unconsciously. When you are a genuine son of God and a genuine daughter of God and God has tabernacled himself in you, you don't tick and say, I lived right, I lived right. No, you do it unconsciously. Because why? That's who you are. I hope we are together. Amen. But the Holy Ghost is deity. <laughs> no wonder Brother Brenham says in the message uh, the deity of Jesus Christ he says no we are not worshipping Christ in a manger. But we worship Christ in you the hope of glory. And he comes he says now the deity is no longer in heaven but it is in the believers. So this morning the deity is in every predestinated seat of God. 
when God is in you and you worship God that is in you it makes me even more real because he is there in you are conscious of his presence you know the devil wants to make God this distant God that is there in heaven but in the end time we are here to deliver the news the same God that filled up the universe has now bottled himself in his sons and daughters wherever they are God is in them if you can believe it it will answer your problem to know that the one that I worship is in me it's not in the church building but it's in me wherever I go he's there God has tabernacled himself so the problem in the message the unveiling of God this is from Genesis to Revelation it has always been God wanting to make himself materialized and in 2016 I can say God has fulfilled that God has materialized himself through the prophet but in the end time through you Hallelujah. Amen. He said he always wanted to be touched. But he can't be touched as a spirit. But he had to find a body so that he can be touched. When he became the Lord Jesus Christ, John says, We beheld his glory. And we handled the call. And when Paul comes, he said, Beyond controversy, the minister of godliness. God was in flesh and in the end time beyond controversy God is in the bride God is tangible like I don't Amen. know. I think it's Brother Masuma that was preaching the other time here. And so when you go to the bank and they say they need a proof of residence. I remember Job. He said only if I could know where he stays. I would go to him and, and, and really plead my case. But I'm glad in the end time we've got proof of his residence. That's why when he was with them, he said, Unless I go, you are not converted. Just repented. Simon, Simon, the day you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. What happened? Don't do anything. Go and tarry in Jerusalem. And they tarried in Jerusalem. And the day came where they had a mighty rushing wind. And the presence of God filled up that room. And God 
fill them up. And Peter came out and preached one of the most masterpieces in human history. Showing that the same Jesus that they are waiting for was the very Messiah and they have crucified Jesus and he began to declare that and when they spoke there men that were there that spoke Greek men that were there that spoke Hebrew when they heard them speak every man had them in their own language what was happening there God was instituting a church when God instituted a church he did not have a meeting but God himself descended out of from heaven and he dragged his children to continue the same works while he was with us he couldn't be in us but the day came where he died and was buried Now it says, under ocean, the devil can impersonate anything. But the Holy Ghost is the deity. God tabernacled in me. It's more than a sensation. It's more than speaking in tongues. It's more than shouting in the spirit. It's more than weeping. It's more than joining a church. It's God living in man. God himself tabernacled into that person. When he can speak it's just the same as God speaking. That's the church of Jesus Christ. That's the way the first apostolic church went forth. So today, if God wants to speak, he will take over your lips. If you want to see, he will take over your eyes. Hallelujah. If you want to speak, you will use your tongue. If you want to shake somebody, he will use your hand. Because why? You are the temple of God. And if you can become conscious of that, then you will never live unclean living. I hope we are together. Amen. Let's continue. In this message, Shalom. He says, in paragraph 143, how would you know what's right? The manifestation of the spoken word of God being made manifest. Light of the hour. 
There is what the evidence of the Holy Spirit is. Believing the word of God when it's manifested. It's not just reading. Because when Jesus came, they had been reading about him. They shared notes about him. But the day he, the scripture or the scriptures that spoke of him materialized to show that they were a genuine seed of God. They had to receive the manifested way. And actually I can take it further. Receiving the manifested word of your hour is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Stay with me here. You can live clean. Like the way the priest live. You can pray a long prayer. You can never miss church. But if you reject the manifested weight of your hour, it does not matter how clean you are. You are not the right seat. It's the right seat. Although it can be filthy, like the Samaritan woman, although it can be broken, like the Samaritan woman, but when the word of the hour is manifested, no matter where you are, if you are predestinated, something in you will begin to move. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when you look at the priest, he was a good man. He was a noble man. He encouraged families. He buried to the dead. He blessed and kissed to the babies. He consoled the elderly. The Samaritan woman, she broke families. She caused headaches. When you look naturally, you would have thought the priest was the right one. Never judge a person until you know how they react when the word is made manifest. Amen. Hallelujah. A man can be a good man. He can be a good church member. But when the word is manifested, he can turn around and say, That's Belizebub. That knows no church door. But has been predestinated. When the church sees him, he says, Remember me. When you Come in your kingdom. What happens there? It is a revelation. It's a sovereign. It's given by God and God alone. This morning I want to thank God that there was something in me to respond when the word of my hour was manifested. I was not a good person. I had no good background. But right deep inside, there was a gene of God. And at the right time, that gene of God came under the light of the hour. And something began to move. And I realized there is more to me than I realized. Has it ever happened to you? Has 
Something began to move. And the supernatural connected. And you made decisions. Why People thought you lost your mind. No. It was the time when you needed to come. This is wonderful. Amen. Amen. Now, that's why we love miracles. But miracles, sometimes you've got to put them under the scrutiny of the way. Amen. Because sometimes I often say a miracle can be a wheelbarrow of wrong doctrine. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, and that's why, brethren, I, I, I've, I've got to say this. Even if someone can come into the message with the gift of healing, he must still sit down and be taught. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, you can pray for the sick. We will appreciate it. But he must not teach us until he has been tested. Because gifts and callings are without repentance. The reason for the mere fact that he prays for a person doesn't mean that he's right. Amen. I was reading about a witch doctor. Yeah, in Ghana. I, for, I just forgot his name. He's a well-known witch doctor there in Ghana. Amen. He, he's boosting that he's got 1,800 pastors that are his clients. Amen. He, he, yes. Yeah, he, he said either you've got an option when you... It's, it's very expensive to see him. We are busy. Amen. The reason I knew about it is because I read about him, not that I attempted to go there. How did he know that is expensive? Just to see him is $5,000, which is 50,000 rents. $5,000, only 50,000. Amen. Well known, well known Ghanaian witch doctor. Amen. Until such time, uh, where he say he's got 1,800 pastors on his books. He gives them either the gift to, to see things in the future and in the past. Discernment impersonated. Which is your second pool. Or he gives them the ability to perform miracles. Uh, which is your first pool. Don't take chances with him. Another pastor challenged him. And say, ah, the nonsense. This man said, no, then let's make an appointment. Uh, at the at the at the sea. 
and then we'll go there. Then the, the pre, this in your said, Manje, uh, this witch doctor, what? you in your church, you pray that Jesus walked on water. What? I want to see between you and I who will walk on the water. The media was there to capture the event when it was there. This man, he took off walked on water the pastor fainted in the car but does it mean he's the right man when he walks on the water if you're looking for someone that walks to water will be taken by spirits but the bride is looking for the revealed word of the hour amen hope we are together yeah, he's there. I saw him, Bramsis. Another one, a pastor consulted with him and did not pay. Then this man decided that, no, no, it's time for me to go and fetch my juju. Amen. Then when he got there, yeah, the media was following him. Busy rebuking the pastor. You told me that there are, there are no many people here. This is not working. Look how many people are here. Well, rebuking him in front of his congregation. And I, and I said, in the end time, things are very dangerous. But when you've got the Holy Ghost, that's why we thank God with this prophet. He, he set the standards. And no man can impersonate that standard. Man can perform a miracle, but he will never impersonate the third pool ministry. And what is the third pool ministry? The fullness of the word in you. The deity in you. God tabernacling himself. You can never impersonate you that. And let me tell you something. Throughout the ages, God has been given the gifts. He gave this gift. The devil impersonated it. He gave that gift. The devil impersonated it. He had no more gift to give. Except to give himself. The Lord Himself descended. Where did He go? He took residency. It's a bride. And the devil shall never impersonate it. I hope we are together here. And that's why today we can say it is the gathering of the gods. God in you and God in me. There's an attraction of the deity. We're not just coming into a church building. No, there is a deity in me. There is a deity in you. And there is that attraction. Because God is gathering his subjects. Not by miracles. Not by saints and but by the revealed word of the hour. Hope we are together. Amen. And it says, He was the word made manifested. Some of them denied it. Laughed at it. Made fun of him. And called him a fortune teller. 
some evil spirit. Let me tell you something. The way we speak about Jesus, he sounds like a great man. But that's not how it seemed during his time. Hallelujah. During his time, the prophet said he looked, he was 33, but he looked 50. He looked somebody that was looked like he was under a strain. He didn't look any way close to where the scriptures looked like. Hallelujah. He, because sometimes we speak about him as a king. But let me tell you something. Before you had to recognize him as the king, he came as a carpenter, helping his father in his business. And a lot of believers can identify with his royalty. But in his time, it was a battle to identify with his carpentry. Yes, brother Bram said he was ordinary. He was a carpenter's son. He was busy uh, helping his father. As he was going up and down with the hammer and the nail. Imagine if somebody It was difficult. Hallelujah. He, he was not looking like the king of kings. He looked like a servant. Worn out. Strained and tormented. He didn't look like royalty. But I can tell you. When Peter looked at him. Something inside of Peter. Connected. With something in Jesus. And said, Thou art Christ. The son of the living God. 
him realize he was a seed that responded to the weight of the hour. Brother Branham didn't look like a royalty. Here's a man that comes. Oh, with due respect. Broke every grammar that could imagine. Stood there. And said, I'm not much of a preacher. Oh my. Did he look like a preacher? He had never been to a seminary. He, he struggled to express himself. Until every time after he preached, he would ask his wife, did I use the right words? And sometimes he would use the wrong words. Service, and come to apologize. The word that I used was the wrong one. I wanted to say this. But us, they were predestinated. We look beyond the broken ground. We look beyond the body. And we realize this is the visitation of God. Are you here this morning? But you look prophetic. We couldn't deny. I don't know how many listen to Brother Brenham's voice. When he said good evening, friends. My brother, in something in me, something just moved. I just love that sound of salutation. I think if Mary. Could have recorded Gabriel. Gabriel. She would have loved that salutation. Mary, thou art blessed. Maria, among all women. It was a special greeting to a predestinated seat. Good evening, friends. Amen. Amen. Then we realize that. It was just not Brother Bill. It was the prophet of the hour. And when he began to stand there, Brother Brenham really, I don't know of any preacher that can preach harsher than Brother Brenham. He came really hard. When he preached the message, Marriage and divorce. Women in the building. They took their handbags. Closed them. Ran out of the church. Why others remained? When others left. Something 
connected with the call of his ministry. They realize he's talking about women in general. And when it comes to the end, it says, sisters, I've got a position for you. Hallelujah. That's predestination. Amen. Amen. Let's continue the message. Disparations. Paragraph 17. Paragraph 17. He says, Then the life that was in Christ is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy Ghost is not some wind. It's a person. Hallelujah. Has a personality. The life that was in Christ is the Holy Ghost. Not the third person, but the same person in the form of the Holy Spirit coming upon you as a token that you are alive and you are fair or the fair, fair, the payment for the journey, a fair has been paid. You have been accepted. Until that token comes into you, you are not permitted to permitted on the highway. Actually, until the life of the man that was in this man, it is not in you. You do not qualify to be a Christian. If you can attempt to be a Christian without the life of this man to be in you, you're going to bring a reproach in what you claim to be. But if that life is in you, it's not an effort to live a Christian life. It becomes your life. Hallelujah. And you can never be separated from him. Amen. In the message, question and answers, Brother Bram says, it's a question that came to him. At the instant of receiving the Holy Ghost, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, does a person, is there a difference? So that means when you receive the Holy Ghost, and before you receive the Holy Ghost, is there a difference? Does a person speak with tongues? It's a question. If not always, what is the manifestation? What manifestation is known? He says, Well, could you imagine a mother giving birth to a baby and not knowing it? She would would have to be unconscious not to know it. Neither can you receive the Holy Ghost without knowing it. There's something that takes place in you. There's something that changes you. Your whole system 
Your whole spiritual system is made new again. You become a new creature in Christ. As the Bible puts it. A new creation in Christ. You know it. It's not something that happens you don't know. I don't know how many here can say from that time that time is known to you from that time I was never the same something happened to me I cannot explain it but from that time I was never the same you know it are we together maybe just before Brother Bram says, the Holy Ghost types the dove. And I was looking at when Noah, after Noah, had built the ark, and was in the ark, and the flood came, and now Noah wanted to check whether is it dry out there in the land. He released a raven. It went. Oh, goodness. I'm sure as he was flying around, it realized that, yo, there's too much food on the land. Because there were carcasses all over. It never came back. Because a raven can land anywhere. But a dove does not just land anywhere. It has to be at a clean place. Then he released the dove. And the dove came back. Hallelujah. Then he later, he released the dove again. Then it brought forth the, the flower, the, the leaf and after some days he released the dove and the dove went and it never came back then no one knew if it found a place that means everything is correct it's, it's fine outside I want to say to you this dove could not find a landing place Abraham spoke a lie couldn't find a place on Abraham. Couldn't find a place on Isaac. He spoke a lie. Couldn't find a place on Moses because he had shut temper. Couldn't find a place on all those prophets until one day he found a landing place in the body called Jesus. Through that body we were purified by his blood from him that dove in the end times found a place in the bride and now we can say only the Holy Ghost filled bride will go into the rapture oh, brother Bram says the rapture it will be like an iron that is just waved a over the 
objects. And it says the others aluminum can never respond. But when you is an is a magnet, it moves over the the iron. The little object will jump. And I want to say, only the Holy Ghost. bright is going into the rapture. The weight is now being weighed. And those that are full of the Holy Ghost will be magnetized to the weight. Don't rest until God has made you his residence. We can pray for you and you get healed. It doesn't mean you are in. We can pray for you until you will sing for you and you feel good. It doesn't mean you are in. But when God gets hold of you, it's an irreversible transaction. The devil shall never reverse it. It is unconditional. Maybe I can put it further. It may sound like an irresponsible statement. Brother Brenham goes further to say, even if you backslide, when he has gotten hold of you here, you have not actually, you have just lost the connection with with him. But he will never lose you. You are coming back. No wonder then some leave the message and they become comfortable. But some when they leave either two things happen. They die or they come back. When God loves you, he will never allow you to cross that line. You remember Brother Ramsey? Went, left the ministry, started drinking, died within a short period of time. The prophet comes and says, our brother is in glory. Do you mean a drunkard? No, sir. God looked at the line and said, this is my seat. Let me take him home before he brings reproach on my name. When God loves you and has elected you, you will never let you, will never let you out of his side. You will run, but he will come after you. Something will just move in you. There will just be unrestlessness. Because why? His salvation is eternal. He doesn't save you to lose you tomorrow. When he saves you, he saves you eternally. And that's what you can tell the David. I am saved eternally. It is unconditional. God bless you as you stand up. Let's just sing a nice worshiping song. Of Jesus, keep your eyes ever on me. 
Amen. No wonder the prophet says, Christ in you makes him the center of revelation. Don't lose your vision of Jesus. Amen. Give us another one. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound I once was lost, but now I'm found a hopeless case and empty space. Thank you, God, Amazing grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found a hopeless case, an empty space. If not for
This morning, Father, we've touched the controversial subject of the Holy Ghost, Father. You are, your servant, the prophet says, there's a lot of confusion on how it is taught, Father. But we are grateful, Father, that you've brought us the prophet. And from the prophet, Father, we have pastors, Father, who can teach us about this subject, Father. That what it is, Father, and what it's supposed to be. And how we're supposed to be when we have the Holy Ghost, Father. That whenever we have the Holy Ghost, Father, it's not us, Father, doing the works. But it is you in us doing the works, Father. And when we have the Holy Ghost, Father, it is not something, Father, that the devil can impersonate. It is not like the first or the second pull, Father, yes. but it is the very third pull, Father, the deity, Father, in us, Father. Yes. That is why, Father, the devil cannot touch us, Father, because the devil cannot touch you, Father. That is why, Father, even the devil, Father, when he came, Father, we, when the sons of, uh, of God came to present to you, to be, present themselves before you, Father, the devil was there. Yeah. And then you said to him, behold my servant, Joel. Have you seen that there's none like him, Father? Yes. Well, he said the reason you, you, there is none like him is because you've, you, you have built a hedge about him, about his house, about his surrounding. Even this morning, Father, we believe that as long as we have you, the deity in us, if, as long as we have the, the Holy Ghost in us, the devil cannot touch us, Father. He will need permission even just to touch the rim of our garments, Father. Because, Father, he, with, with you with, in us, Father, he's powerless. And this morning, Father, as the, the pastor's preach, Father, virtue has come out, out of him, Father. May you please come and restore it, Father, so that even the ne next time, Father, whenever we have questions, Father, you will know, Father, through, through you, because every time we have a question, Father, you can see the question that in us, Father. Yes. And through, through, through him, reveal those questions, those answers of those questions to him, Father. We believe, Father, that as long as, Father, you are with him, Father, you will continue to feed us with that knowledge and understanding so that, Father, we be steady in the message, Father. We be stable, Father, that, so that we be not like a leaf that is shaken about by yes. any wind that's got, that come across, Father. Mm. But, Father, we be stable, Father, and have a foundation in your way, Father. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you. Do you believe the brother's prayer that before the devil touches you, he needs uh, permission? The devil does not make an authorized move on God's grounds. Amen. Amen. Rest assured. Give us two more songs until we meet. May God richly bless you.
Yeah. 